Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 70 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. Hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And we've got an action-packed show for you today. I'm going to do my best not to get too tangented and too ranty here uh, because there's a lot, of, a lot of double standards going on over the past week or so uh, among some other hypocrisy that we're going to talk about uh, all of it revolving around common sense, of course, because that's what we do. Uh, see, I'm already messing up. Headphones getting out of whack there. All right. Uh, now, before we get into all that, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, also, head on over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, which is youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Again, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Make sure you're subscribed over there. Get all of the, the video content that we put out through go tell it to the wall and, of course, Common Sense Sundays. And you can also follow my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean. Lots of good stuff up there as well. Not all of that go tell it to the wall related uh, but much of it is. So if you're an Instagram user, make sure you follow me over on the gram, as the kids say. Or they call it something else now. Maybe I'm sounding even older by trying to use the slang term. I'm sure there's something else they call it these days. Uh, and of course, most importantly, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That is the official website for everything that is Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and Sean O'Rourke Live, so make sure you check that out, bookmark it, check back often, exclusive stuff that doesn't get posted anywhere else. Uh, and of course, you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign, become a patron, support us financially if you have the means to do so. Uh, you can also support us by picking up some merch. Uh, the link to our merch website is right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, get some shirts, all kinds of good stuff. We're past Valentine's Day, but uh, you know there's always gift-giving opportunities throughout the year, so, so make sure you pick up some Common Sense merch uh, through through the merch website there. It's funny, I'm finding myself a little distracted. I update, I'm so bad about the the wall stickers, I end up collecting like a pile of them before I update, and, and I can see them in my monitor, and I'm quite distracted. I'm like, oh, that's not, yeah, that's eh, all fine. Just throwing stickers up there. Uh, but yeah, if, you, if you're watching the video feed, you might notice uh, some new stickers up there on the official sticker wall. Uh, those are all the Kind of breweries, bands, companies, other podcasts, other creators that we like to support. And uh, it's getting kind of full. It's funny if you go back and look at like episode 20, I don't think there was any stickers. And uh, it just started gradually growing uh, from there. Um, <laughs> see, I'm already getting tangented. And I just want to mention, we're getting a, finally getting a break from the, the heat wave we had here in Southern California. I was dying for like a week. I'm out trying to do some yard work and it was like, nope, couldn't even go in my garage for a few days. Uh, which is funny because the heat does get much worse during the summer. It's just your body's not used to it when when it suddenly comes around in February, <laughs> you know. And a lot of people are like, "This is beautiful, this weather." And it's like, "Yeah, no, that would be climate change. We don't. <laughs> it's not a good thing." I know you enjoy the warmer weather, but that's not a good thing here in Southern California. I know. I mean, we have nicer weather, but you know, 85 degrees in in 89 degrees in February. That's not normal even for uh, for Los Angeles. All right. 
Let's get into some digital trends. That's right, digital trends, some stuff trending around the social platforms over the past week or so. I actually don't have a ton this week. Uh, I do have a fun one, a, a fun one, and this would be, and apparently this is today, hashtag National Love Your Pet Day. That's right, hashtag National Love Your Pet Day. Of course, we can't have a national or international, or international day uh, without a hashtag, so that's the hashtag. But apparently it's National Love Your Pet Day. This, of course, should be every day. You should be taking care of your pet and loving your pet every day. Uh, but this seems like a fun hashtag uh, for everyone to share photos of their pets. This is not one I can participate in uh, because we don't currently have any pets in our house. Uh, we did at one time have a dog and a cat. I've mentioned uh, many times before my cat Figment would... You can go back and you can see her on some of the video feeds literally lurking in the background of the studio here. Um, unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago. And we are nearing the point in my house where I, I think we will be getting a pet. My daughter is uh, is hankering for a pet, she often mentions. Uh, she wants a dog, then a cat, a triceratops. <laughs> I think I've mentioned that before. And now she's just looking at... We are watching something with a, a bearded dragon the other day, this, one of those animated shows, and... She's like, oh, I want to get a bearded dragon. I was like, all right, well, it's a little easier to deal with than uh, than a dog or a cat. I am very much in favor of dogs and cats. I grew up with dogs and cats a little bit. I had a cat as an adult. Uh, I've had a few rabbits over the course of my life. It's just a, it's, yeah. I, you, you know what happens is you get a dog and the kid says, I will walk the dog, all, I'll feed the dog. And no, dad ends up feeding the dog, walking the dog and, picking up the dog crap from going for walks and all around the yard. So I'm sure I will break down at some point here and, and we'll end up having a pet of some kind, but uh, I'm not in a rush for it just because of the upkeep and the shedding. Good Lord, the shedding. All the animal fur. All right, uh, but share those pictures of your pets on National Pet Day. Hashtag National Love Your Pet Day. Uh, also trending around the social platforms right now, especially on Twitter, uh, is Peppa Pig. For those of you that aren't parents, uh, Peppa Pig is an animated show out of the UK. It is not my favorite. It's not the worst. It's not my favorite. I mean, Bluey is definitely a better show, in my opinion, uh, than Peppa Pig. But Peppa Pig was trending on the social platforms over the past couple days, and I was like, what is going on here? And apparently, uh, it's trending thanks to Kanye. I don't know why I'm talking about Kanye on this podcast yet again. I don't like talking about Kanye, I don't like talking about the Kardashians, but here we are. And the reason it's trending is apparently Kanye put out a list. <laughs> this, is, this is like an old joke, you know, where people are like, you are on my list. Well, apparently Kanye has an actual list of people that he's, you know, having a problem with or beefing with, as, as some people might say. And uh, on that list was Peppa Pig. This guy's at a point where he is feuding, feuding. With an animated pig. And I don't even understand what you could be feuding about. If you haven't seen this show, kids love it. It's entertaining enough. I don't mind watching it. There's other shows I'd rather my kid watches that have a little more education to them. Uh, but, this, you know, from a social interaction standpoint, it's fine. For the life of me, I can't think of why anyone would be feuding with any animated pig. Uh, let alone Peppa Pig. But here we are. No news, <laughs> it's the old adage, No, uh, there's no such thing as, as bad press. He's probably going to sell a bunch more music due to this, and uh, it just astounds me that, that he still has actual fans uh, that, that put up with his, his bullshit. <laughs> like, he's feuding with, the, with an animated pig. 
this is worse than being so concerned about uh, the the dress code or outfits that animated characters wear. We've been through this over the past couple years with you know animated bunnies and uh, animated Minnie Mouse and animated M and M's. But nope, just when you think it can't get any crazier, we are now feuding with an animated pig. Yeah, and <laughs> like a a child animated pig at that. So he's not only feuding with an animated, but a, a child. Fictional child animated pig. All right, I can't wait till Kanye goes away. I I, I avoid it as much as possible, but then it's, again, like, you can't avoid it at, at, at all the time because of constantly something like this comes up and you're like, you, like, really? Is this guy, does anybody take this guy seriously? But apparently some people do. All right, hashtag urgency of normal. This is a thing that's trending, and I, I'm happy to say that if you if you actually look up this hashtag, hashtag agency, urgency of normal, uh, it's a lot of people who are eager for COVID to be over. I feel like this has happened a few times over the past two years. We're, we're now almost two years. We're less than a month away from being two years into when every... We're more than two years into COVID being around, but... Uh, as far as the serious like lockdown, remember the two weeks to flatten the curve. That was March of 2020. Uh, so, so here we are, and I, I get it. People are tired of it. But here's the thing: it's not just going to go away because you're tired of it. And in my opinion, it's just selfishness and lack of compassion for others. Because that's the thing: you might be like, "Well, I'm fine, and my family will be fine," and then your neighbor down the street is high risk, and if they get any kind of COVID infection, they're going to die. It's astounding to me. Like, yeah, we're all tired of it. I'm tired of it. But just because you're tired of it doesn't mean it's going away. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would love that. I'm tired of Kanye. He didn't just go away. He's still there. It's not how it works. You can't just create a hashtag. But, oh, I guess, I guess COVID's over. We can go back to normal. Like, come on. That is absolutely enough of it. And uh, like I said, it's just selfishness. But then, of course, we have the competing hashtag, uh, which is hashtag COVID is not over. Uh, it's... And like I said, it, it's not over just because you're done wanting to take precautions, you know. And, and the funny thing is, a lot of the people that are saying, uh, you know, urgency of normal are people who are, are, were also hesitant to get vaccines, really were never wearing masks, were not social distancing. It's like, what are, what are you tired of? You never took it seriously to begin with. The the Venn diagram of, of, of those, that, po that portion of the population is, is, almost, a, is, is just almost a straight circle. That, that's what it is. Uh, but fortunately, there are still people out there that say COVID is not over. And I think, for those of you, I'm going to get tangented for a minute. For those of you that are complaining about, you know, kids and, and all this other stuff, and you're listening to these doctors, Dr. Oz, that fucking moron, you're listening to these doctors on news channels and stuff, I would encourage you to stop doing that. Um, go read up on what pediatricians, pediatricians are saying about COVID. For those of you that don't know what a pediatrician is, uh, that would be a, a doctor for children. So when we have doctors that are not specific to children out there spouting all this stuff I, I don't care to hear from you about children I want to hear from pediatricians who are at ground level who who have spent their careers caring for children that's where the real information is going to come out and if you look into that you will see that in fact COVID is not over two years it's two years of this just have some compassion some caring for your neighbor just because you're tired of it doesn't mean it's gone and like I said we're all tired of it. Everybody is. But some of us think it's just, you can just ignore it. You can't. This is something that's still out there. And yeah, we're opening up more. Things 
seem like they're going to get better, but we've done this a couple times over the past few years. That's going to bring us right into COVID updates, actually, because uh, numbers are continuing to decline, uh, really, around the entire country, I believe around the entire world, but uh, and also specifically here in California. Uh, you know, honestly, that's where I follow the numbers for the most part, because that's where I live, uh, especially specifically here in Southern California, uh, you know, and having a, a child in school. Uh, it's very important for, you know, tracking that specific area. Uh, but we still need to be cautious because, like I said, we've been here before. We, we get lulled into this false sense of, of uh, complacency, you know, and, and we've, we did it before each, almost before each uh, variant came out, uh, you know, and, and it's funny, like, think about back in November, December, we felt really great. Then came Omicron, and, and think about back in, August, uh, you know, July, August, we felt great, and then came Delta. So hopefully this trend will continue, but we don't know that for sure. We don't. It's the old meme, like, whatever doesn't, whatever doesn't kill you mutates and tries again. You know, and I don't want to live in fear, but we have to be logical with this. We have to use common sense. Because it's not worth it. It's just not. And in fact, we're rolling back mask mandates in, in many, many, many places. And that, that's a hard one to argue. I, you know, they're even doing it here in California. Um, and, and it, but the important thing to remember here is it's being relaxed outdoors but the thing with these mandates is people that are using those extra cautions being extra cautious are still going to wear the masks and what this does is this gives people who probably haven't been wearing masks and maybe aren't vaccinated gives them an, an argument to say oh, well i'm not going to wear a mask just not going to do it and in fact los angeles unified school district uh, they are relaxing the mask mandate slightly Although, I'll be honest, it goes back to kind of the beginning of the school year when it was a little bit better. Uh, kids at LA, LAUSD, once Omicron came around, they were requiring them to wear masks outside. Uh, now that the numbers are going down as starting, I believe, well, tomorrow is not a school day, it's President's Day. Uh, starting this week, they will be able to take their masks off outside, which I can kind of get in favor of that. Uh, I, I Personally, I want my kid wearing a mask uh, inside in close proximity to others. There's still cases that, that pop up. Uh, they get Kids are getting tested all the time, and you still see this happening. I, I know specific kids at, at my daughter's school that, that have tested positive. Uh, you know, I'm obviously going <laughs> to start spouting names, but it, it's, it's happened. It's, it's still out there. Um, and I'll still be wearing it when needed. That's the thing. We need to look at other more compassionate countries, uh, like eight other countries in Asia where they, they wear masks not all the time, but if somebody's feeling sick or it's flu season, then they, they put a mask on. It's, it's not that difficult. We had the Canadian women's hockey team play an entire game masked. And you could say, well, they're professional athletes. It's like, yeah, but you, if, if they can do and play a hockey game, if you've never played hockey uh, specifically on ice or even ice skated, that shit is grueling. It really is. So if they can do that, you can wear a mask in a, in a store for 20 minutes. Not that big of a deal. I wore one all around Disneyland a couple weeks ago. It's, you can do it. It's not that difficult. All right. Uh, we, this is, then this is what's crazy, too. Um, for me, we had, this is why we listen to the pediatricians. There was a nine-month-old, I can't remember specifically where it was, but a nine-month-old who passed away from COVID. Nine months old. Kid didn't even have a chance. Nine months. Nine months of life and gone because of COVID. 
So you can sit there and say, oh, it doesn't affect children. Here's the thing for me. I would wear a mask all the time if it means one kid doesn't have to pass away from COVID. So, oh, it's such a small percentage. But what if that's your kid? What if that's your niece or nephew? What if that's your friend's kid? How would you feel then? That's the kind of stuff that people are just ignoring. They're just like, oh, fuck them kids. And in fact, in this country, we've had the, the vaccine available for kids 5 to 12, 5 years old to 12 years old. We've had that vaccine available uh, since the beginning of November. As of today, only 24% of 5 to 12-year-olds in this country, 24%, uh, have received their vaccines. And I believe that's that's the not even second shot, that's first shot. So it's probably even lower for uh, second shot. You know what I mean? And this is just, to me, it's common sense. Let's get the kids vaccinated. You vaccinate them for everything else, why are we holding up on this? It's been fully approved, it's, it's completely safe. Get the kids vaccinated. That's what's going to slow this down. Everybody wants to get back to normal, but they don't want to do the things that will get us back to normal. That's what we need to be working toward. Excuses, excuses, excuses. My freedoms. Shut up. It's amazing to me. And I'm going to catch so much. I'm More flax coming my way because I'm getting it. I'm getting the hate mail. Oh, you don't care. But... No, I do. That's the reason I talk like this. And it's the reason I yell common sense at a wall once a week. And trust me, I'm kind of an asshole, but I have compassion for my fellow man, especially kids, for the love of God. All right, let's talk about mental health. Um, and this is the one that's been getting me. In fact, I'm going to talk a little bit about this uh, over the course of the next few segments. But from a mental health standpoint, uh, and that's moving from COVID into COVID stress, uh, the stress of having a kid in school during COVID, uh, especially with all the anti-maskers out there. I believe I've mentioned this before, parents, and you could say, well, it's outside, you know, and because, and I believe this is the case for most schools around the country, they're not letting parents onto campus uh, like like you would during pre-COVID times. Uh, so all the parents come and they drop off their kids at the gate, and there's parents with no masks. It's like, can you, I know we're outside, but we're all getting right next to each other. Can, can you just throw a mask on? It's five, five minutes, but there's so many of that out there, so many people like that out there. But here's the thing. So that lack of compassion is one thing. But here's where the double standard really gets me. And I'm going to talk about talk more about it in parenting. My mental health took a serious hit this week because I'm seeing a lot of people protesting and complaining about kids having to wear masks and wanting to go back to normal and all these other things. Well, you know what my kid had last week? My kid is five years old. She is in pre-K, pre-kindergarten. She's not even in kindergarten. And she started telling my wife and I, about a uh, an activity they had last week. As she's describing this, my blood pressure is going up because I could tell two sentences in that she's talking about an active shooter drill. Five years old. So that is normal for a lot of people. They're like, whatever, we don't need any kind of gun reform, we don't need any of this, but they're worried about masks. I can tell you from seeing my kid I'm more concerned about the active shooter drills. I'm more concerned about violence in schools than I am about her wearing a piece of cloth over her face. And that can really get to you from a mental health standpoint. And trust me, I've I've kind of come up through, like from beginning, not beginning, because these things existed, but kind of the most famous one, 
uh, up to now being an adult and having my own child in school. I was in high school when Columbine happened. I'll never forget it. I was I was in high school when a a active shooter uh, was 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 at another school in San Diego, uh, same county that that I live, not same city, San Diego County. Uh, happened while I was in high school. And then to just have to watch this grow and grow and grow and grow over 25 years is absolutely astounding. And it can take a hit on your mental health. It kills me with a five-year-old telling me about that. I can't imagine uh, having a high school kid in this kind of environment. And I will one day. It really eats at you mentally. And trust me, I had to keep it together because my blood was boiling. Especially with seeing all this, so much passion behind take the masks off kids and everything else. Well, what about that passion for, for the safety of kids, violence at schools? That lack of compassion is just sickening and it, it can get to all of us mentally. And we need to keep that in mind. So you're saying, you're telling me that masks are going to scar kids, but having them terrified of being shot to death in school is not? That's an amazing double standard, if you ask me. And we need more people speaking up on that side of things. Using common sense and speaking up on that side of things, because it's going to be better for all of us mentally. I don't know what that solution is, but I also know I'm not the only one that has this stress and that takes this hit in their mental health when it comes to things like violence in schools. Any parent out there just wants their kids to be safe. I want all kids to be safe. Like I said before, I'd wear a mask 24-7, if it meant no kid had to had to pass away from COVID. But we're lacking a lot of that compassion in this country, and it can hit you really, really badly. So if you're out there and you, you are having that, str- that stress, that strain, because you're trying to navigate this with, with kids, even without kids, know that you're not the only one. And be aware of that when it comes to your own mental health and, your, and mental illness. Because while... There's only so much you can do. You don't want to let it drag you down completely to the point where you can't function when it comes to things that you need to do in your everyday life. All right, let's get into some positive news. Oh, boy. (laughs) I really like this one. Oh, the Olympics, huh? I've watched none of the Olympics. That's probably not the first time I'm going to say that over the course of the rest of this episode. Um. But I follow, you know, there's a lot of controversy out there. And the positive news that I got out of the Olympics, uh, and I believe it happened like last night, or like last night, but yesterday in China, I'm so bad with the time differences. And my wife, pre-COVID, was traveling to China all the time, and I'd be like, what is the time? Di-? I'm I'm just terrible, unless it's the time, and, and I, don't, I don't mean like I just don't care. I just I have trouble with time zones once you get, even Hawaii. Like, I've got the continental United States uh, down, but I'm like, how far, what, Hawaii? And they have so many friends in the UK, and I'm like, how, what's the time difference? I don't know. And I, so China, it's like my wife would call and be like, oh, it's tomorrow night or whatever. I'm like, what? Okay. I don't, I don't, time is just a construct that I'm not aware of right now. Uh, so I don't know when exactly it happened, but they had the gold medal game for men's hockey uh, at the Olympics. Finland won the gold medal, and this, this is very, very positive news. Fin- Finland had never won a gold medal for hockey. Uh, they are a bit of a hockey country. Uh, but the reason it's extra positive news is they beat out the Russian Olympic hockey team 
uh, or whatever they're calling them, Russian Olympic Committee, hockey. It's so stupid. Uh, And like I said, I haven't watched any of it, but Finland beating Russia uh, is fantastic. Russia deserves nothing at the Olympics. Uh, And I mean this... What any really any Russian Olympic loss is positive, and I, I'm yes, you can say you feel bad for these young athletes over there. And say, well, you know what? I don't. They know what's going on. It's been going on for a very, very, very long time. Russia is basically cheating at every Olympics. They have been for years, especially the Winter Olympics. Uh, so, with all respect, fuck the the Russian Olympic Committee. That that's all I can say on that. I'm really happy to see that Finland won, uh, and and. I don't want to see Russia win any, any medals. They're just out there cheating. It's so obvious. And then the, the International Olympic Committee has, has will do nothing about it. And I'll tell you, I was somebody, I, I loved the Olympics. I did. I, I've, since I was a kid, I've loved the Olympics. I didn't watch any Olympics this year. I watched a little bit during the summer, but I watched no Winter Olympics this year. None. Because the cheating and the ridiculousness and the politics and everything else going into the Olympics has completely ruined it for me. I probably won't even watch any in, in 2028 when it's right here in my backyard. I'm just over it. And other countries and Olympic committees do nothing. They just, well, what can you do? They just shrug. It's Russia. Like, what? We just put up with this? So good on you, Finland. Thank you for beating the hell out of the Russians in the hockey gold medal match there. Um, still not going to watch it, but happy to see. Uh, happy to see not only that Finland lost, but more importantly that Russia uh, lost and does not get to take a hockey gold medal uh, back to their ridiculous cheating country. All right, parenting. This is what I alluded to uh, with the mental health stuff, and I think I want to mention it again from a parenting standpoint, uh, and that's masks on kids versus active shooter drills. Every uh, Parents have the right to their opinion. I'm, I'm not going to argue, you know, and especially now. I know I'm going to get some, some hate emails through the website, Um if that's your opinion, that's fine. I, I'm not going to convince you otherwise. I disagree. I think we need to keep kids as safe as possible. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm, I, you have your right to, to protest, to make your opinion heard, whatever it might be. But what's upsetting is the double standard. If you are doing this and you're upset about kids wearing masks, the only way I will respect that is if you are also upset about the lack of gun safety in schools. Because that's the most ridiculous thing. You look at Texas. So many people concerned about uh, kids wearing masks. But they constantly just disregard any kind of gun safety laws. You don't even have to have a permit to open carry. You, oh, I just got a gun. Really? Just everybody's... And don't give this good guy with a gun stuff. No. that That is the dumbest excuse. I've, I've been hearing that since I was a kid. There's no logic behind that. The problem is just having easy access to guns and letting anybody carry a gun. So yes, you have the right to be upset about masks on kids. You don't have the right to be upset about masks on kids if you're not also upset that you're, that children are getting gunned down in schools. Simple as that. We've also had studies that show masks don't affect much on children. There are other... And this... I am not an expert. I am not a doctor. I would encourage you to look up real studies because uh, that's the thing. With the Internet, you can find studies studies in finger quotes uh, that support uh, one side of anything, really. 
But I would, I would encourage you to get this information from doctors, from real studies, not some idiot on Fox News, not Dr. Oz, who's <laughs> the biggest moron on the face of the earth. That was like a tangent for a second. He was, he was, he, he was saying something on Fox News about how who can wear a mask for for hours, and somebody was like, well, like surgeons, you know, like you are. They wear masks for out. Yes. Yes, Dr. Oz. Fucking Oprah putting this, making this guy big, and we got to hear him spouting off dumb conspiracies all the time on television. Uh, so I encourage you to look up those real studies. Um, and be by all means, be upset, but be upset about both. And for the love of God, wash your kids' masks. I'm seeing that floating around on social media. People are like, look at the masks I, my kid has to wear. And it's like, well, wash it. What is your child doing? I've seen some, and it's like, no, come on. Maybe your kid needs to take a shower. You see a lot of that. And my kid's very active, very, like, she, she'll come inside from playing, and I'm like, wash your hands, and it's like just dirt flowing off her hands. But like, once in a while, like, mask will be a little stained, but wash the damn things. It's, it's pretty easy. As a, as a parent, it's just something you should regularly do. They shouldn't be wearing masks for multiple days. I, I I don't do that. Adults shouldn't do it either. All right, I want to get a little more wholesome for a minute here. My kid, the Girl Scout. I'm going to brag. I mentioned my, my child was, was joining Daisy Scouts, which is the youngest. I'm actually getting educated a little bit on Girl Scouts here. Uh, Daisy Scouts is like the youngest. And so on Friday night, we go to this, in, they called it like an induction ceremony. So, you know, the Daisies, they're all brand new to the Girl Scouts and, and, uh, they go up there, they do their little, their little pledge and, um, and then a parent goes up and puts the pin on them. Uh, I, you know, obviously I, my wife, who is a former Girl Scout herself, I was like, okay, you, you go put the pin on and I'll take some pictures and stuff. Um, but it was a really a nice positive experience seeing this. Um, she loves it so far. I love the community of kids and parents. And I think it's important for kids to to have a social and activity outlet, and this is just kind of yet another one for my kid. I mean, she she was doing gymnastics pre-COVID, and now uh, she has a dance class that she does, and and then uh, Girl Scouts, which she's having a blast. And just seeing her running around with all all these kids, and then learning the different levels, because it's like you got daisies, and then brownies, and then Girl Scouts, and then cadets, and it's like oh, um, and really just seeing even the older girls in Girl Scouts like for this. Because my kid is in the younger one, but then they have the different levels that are all part of, like, this troop or whatever, you know, part of Greater Los Angeles Girl Scouts. And uh, and just seeing the the joy and positivity on even the older kids' faces uh, w- was definitely a sight to see. Um, I enjoyed it. Now, of course, they did this outside. It was a little cold here in Los Angeles on a Friday. I'm like, all right, let's, let's move this along. I mean, I was enjoying it, but it was getting a little cold sitting out there. Um, and, and just... Having that community, I think it's very important uh, for, for kids. And then it, it's also important for parents. I've, I've met some new parents, and you know, and then it's good to know your, your kids' friends' parents, at least to an extent. Uh, you know, that old adage, like, sometimes you can't pick the, the kids' friends that you got, and then you got to hang out with their parents, and, you know, so it's not always going to be perfect, but you still want to get to know people and be friendly. Um, but very proud of my daughter uh, for, for getting out there and, and really being involved Um she knew like that she memorized the song and she's five, you know, five. She memorized the song because it's motivation for her. And then I'll say I, I uh, my wife does a lot of the because she knows it, you know, and 
uh, since she like helping with the cookie sales and, and that kind of stuff. But I have become the official uh, like vest <laughs> uh, patch person uh, simply because of my love of patches on a jacket. So now I, I am the one in charge of uh, putting all my kids' patches on, on her vest. They have a vest, you know, uh, so they get like merit badges and stuff. And she's already got a bunch. I'm like, oh, geez, I got to get on here and iron this and stuff. And so that's kind of my <laughs> my main job. Uh, and of course, I got to be honest, uh, there's boxes of cookies in my studio right now uh, from friends and family that have ordered cookies. Uh, and, and my daughter, like yesterday, my wife and daughter went out and delivered a bunch of cookies, which was fantastic because I had the house empty and I was like, I am going to clean the shit out of this house, which I did. I take advantage of that when it's just me in the house. Uh, the music goes on quite loud and I go crazy with the organizing and cleaning because that's something I love to do, just honestly. Uh, but I have a bunch of them over here. And I think I mentioned this before when, we, when there was a social trend of favorite Girl Scout cookies. Tag along still. I'm going to regret it, but I've had a couple tag-alongs the past couple nights. Those are my favorite. My wife actually ordered a couple of boxes of cookies for us. Um, but then, like I've said, you got to have the Thin Mints just because you get more bang for your buck. And I'm sure I've checked this before, but uh, I did it this year. and I So j- just so you know, because people are like, oh, well, Thin Mints, they're thin. and they're well, It's pretty simple. You go by weight. Uh, tag-alongs, six and a half ounces of cookies in a tag-alongs box. Thin Mints, nine ounces of cookies. For those of you that aren't aware, nine is a larger number than six and a half. You are, in fact, getting more uh, bang for your buck when it comes to those. Those are really the only two cookies I eat. So, I mean, I could probably look at some, I see some Samoas over here. I got to compare those weights too. But uh, that's why you got to have the Thin Mints, more bang for your buck. Despite the fact that, for me personally, the Tagalongs are uh, by far the best. Peanut butter and chocolate, you can't beat that. Like, my, my, I haven't been in years, but my what years? I haven't been since pre-COVID. Years, I tell you. <laughs> I just, I, so I'll go to other stores, but I try to avoid the small stores because the parking lots give me anxiety anyway, and they'd be Trader Joe's. Uh, but my wife will go occasionally to pick up you know, certain things. Every time she goes, you need anything? Chocolate peanut butter cups. <laughs> that is the best thing at Trader Joe's. Dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Can't beat them. Uh, I have a, an affinity for, for chocolate and peanut butter. It's one of my absolute favorites, especially dark chocolate. Dark chocolate's so underrated. It really is. All right, let's talk about some common sense here. Oh, boy. Oh, we're going to get into it this week. Uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Congrats to the the hometown Los Angeles Rams. Had a lot of fun watching that game. Did some yelling at the TV. It's funny, I'm a casual sports watcher unless it's one of my Boston teams uh, or or a hometown Los Angeles team to an extent. I don't get that loud for the Lakers. Just never will. Uh, I don't get that loud for uh, the Kings because I am a. Br- I, it's hard for me to cheer for any other hockey teams. But when it comes to football and baseball, uh, and and basketball, I don't follow a Boston basketball team. So those are easy. I can get a little wild for the Rams and the Dodgers. Uh, so I was thoroughly enjoying that, uh, watching that Super Bowl. But I want to talk more specifically about the halftime show. Uh, and and from a couple of things on this, there is there is outrage uh, about the halftime show. Now, in my opinion, best halftime show I've ever seen. If you wanted to argue with me about the Prince halftime show, I you could you might be able to convince me. But top two, hands down, there's no argument. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Uh, but of course, there was this huge backlash, and it's like, what? Are, 
first of all, what are these rappers doing up here? And it's like, okay, sorry. Well, next year we'll find some terrible country music star and put them up there just so all of middle white America will be happy. Clearly based in racism. Though. What are these people of color doing on my TV? Like, like, calm down. Also, it's Los Angeles. It's people from Los Angeles celebrating the, the musical culture of Los Angeles. Now, me personally, would I have rather seen, you know, some ska band? Yeah, that's me personally, but I absolutely enjoyed it. I was not standing up dancing, but I was bopping along, you know, it's good stuff. But of course, everyone has a problem with it. And it's like, just admit you're racist. You're not going to like every single type of genre of music that's on there, but you can respect it. And then on top of that, the, the, the additional backlash um, was the dancers. People were like, oh, over-sexualized halftime show. <laughs> like, two things. I remember a couple years ago, Adam Levine with no shirt. Just no shirt. We had no problems with that, but okay, yes. Oh, over-sexualized. Uh, and if you didn't see the halftime show, I think what people were complaining about were the dancers in a club. Have you ever been to a nightclub? That's what it looks like. And also, they are wearing no less clothes than, wait for it, wait for it, the cheerleaders on the sideline. They also, those cheerleaders, uh, they tend to make calendars and stuff of them in swimsuits, and then they sell those to make money for the, the team and probably the cheerleader. I don't know if they get a cut of it or whatever. The double standard, yet again, common sense says, what the hell, guys? It's just some dancers. But find anything to complain about. And again, probably rooted in racism. Let's just be honest. Rooted in racism. Why am I seeing people of color on my television while I'm trying to watch this, this sporting event that is 85% people of color, but I ignore that. And, you know, it's like, come on. <laughs> oh, and then the other one. So much to unpack here. Snoop Dogg. So that came out. There was, uh, like, footage of him smoking. Smoking marijuana right before the halftime show. Like, the pearl clutching over this is absolutely astounding. Uh, but let's talk about the double standard here. First of all, if you were shocked that Snoop Dogg was smoking some weed before the halftime show, uh, you've been living under a rock for 40 years, because it's kind of one of the things he's known for. Uh, and in fact, on top of that, the lyrics of certain songs, they changed them. He didn't... There's a certain song that has a lyric, smoke weed every day. They didn't say that. They weren't... To even... They, like, made it less... It's just ugh, astounding to me. And then, of course, even if... Even beyond that, the funny thing about complaining about about Snoop Dogg smoking, a, smoking some weed before a halftime show, uh, the Super Bowl was in Los Angeles this year. Recreational marijuana is completely legal in the state of California. So he wasn't even doing anything illegal. And then you could say, well, uh, recreational marijuana use... Is is not legal in public spaces in Los Angeles, in California, specifically Los Angeles, where it was. Um, yeah, if you think the field for the Super Bowl is a public area, I would encourage you to go look at the clip of the dude that thought he could just run onto the field at the Super Bowl, uh, because it is not, in fact, a public area. And then on top of that, here's the real double standard in the hypocrisy that gets me: people complaining like, "Oh my God, pearl clutching, he's smoking marijuana," he's surrounded by like seventy thousand drunk fans. That is such a double standard. We ignore these drunk fans, and it's the Super Bowl, so there weren't fights and stuff going on, but these sporting events, it's, it's ridiculous. Drunk and sloppy, and we're worried about a guy who smoked a little marijuana, went out there, put on a fantastic performance? Yeah, that's the guy we need to be worried about. Come on.
The double standard is, is absolutely ridiculous. And then, of course, the other thing that was catching fire from the halftime show is 50 Cent. 50 Cent. And everyone's like, why is he hanging upside down? Well, if you don't know, then you just you you didn't know his music from the early 2000s. It's it's a it's it comes from a music video he did for the song that he was doing. Okay, uh, and that's one thing. But then people were like, oh, 50 Cent, he's gained all this weight and everything else, and it's like, yo, are you the same weight that you were when uh, he was doing that song and had a music video for it? Because I'm not. I'm not. And then they all want to criticize 50 Cent uh, for his weight. And, and this I, this meme was floating around afterward because I was fine. And I saw so many people. They're like, 50 Cent's a whole dollar now. It's like, shut up. He still looks fine. He's just a little heavier than he was back then. That's what happens with age. It's a pretty normal thing to happen. And th- this is the meme I liked. Is, uh, and I'd seen it posted a few times. They were like, you know, 50 Cent's not going to see you criticizing his weight. But your friends, friend or friends that have weight issues are going to see it. And I think that's the important thing to remember. Stop criticizing. It's just pathetic. Weight shaming. And it's like probably perfectly healthy. It's like, okay, just because he's not all thin, as skinny as he was back. I'm not. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and this is what I want to talk about, too, from a common sense standpoint. This is something that I have mentioned a couple times over the years of Go Tell to the Wall podcast, but I haven't in a while, because uh, this always happens. You see people posting, they're like, oh, is there a sporting event and a Super Bowl and all, you know, and they're like, oh, I don't care about sports. And that's the thing. You don't have to care about sports. But making fun of people that enjoy sporting events, live sports, professional sports, whatever it may be, uh, again, can be hypocritical. Because that's the thing is we all enjoy things. And I learned this years ago to just not argue. Like, you're into Dungeons and Dragons? Cool. You're into comic books? Cool. You like to watch uh, certain types of sports? Cool. If that's what you take joy out of, that's fine. It's not affecting me. So keep that in mind. There's no reason to poke fun at people just because they enjoy a certain thing. Shit, I listen to punk and ska. (laughs) Regularly poked fun at. But that's what I enjoy. Let people enjoy things. It doesn't affect you. Everyone has something they like. So knock it off. You know, just because you don't like it doesn't mean other people don't like it. We don't all have to like the same things. This came up recently in Punk Rock Dads on Facebook, and someone was like, because un- I don't want to talk about Unwritten Law when we get to entertainment news, but someone was like, Unwritten Law is everything that's wrong with, with Punk Rock. <laughs> it's like, and I commented, I was like, well, hard disagree. Uh, you know, Unwritten Law is, is important to a lot of people. And I said, and I even said, I was like, to a to a Poway kid from the 90s, unwritten law is, is very important. And the dude was like, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't have to be sorry. We don't all have to like the same thing. We don't. That's the beauty of the world. We don't all have to be into the same stuff. I think people need to watch Trolls World Tour, at least the ending of it. <laughs> I watched it again last night, and it's like, and one of the trolls is like, if we all look the same, how do we know if who's cool or something? <laughs> it's like, well, that's a good point. You know, let people let people enjoy what they like. You know, to an extent, obviously. Like, if it's harmless stuff, then yeah. There's, you know, people like shooting people. Don't let don't let people do that. But if you want to watch a certain thing, it's fine. It all boils down to just silliness and entertainment at the end of the day, anyway. All right, we have that Russian figure skater. 
took all of the headlines from the Olympics uh, for a positive test. And this is what I alluded to about Russia and, and the positive news stuff. Stealing all the headlines. All the headlines. There are figure skaters uh, at the Olympics that couldn't get their medal because this is all jumbled up uh, because Russia likes to cheat at the Olympics. And I'm just so sick of it. I'm sick of these athletes being overshadowed. And then there's a, sl- there's a lot of pushback of... Because uh, she's 15, I guess. She's a, a, a kid. She's 15, so a lot of people are saying, well, this wasn't handled correctly. And it's like, yeah, I, I do, to an extent, feel bad for her. But she even at 15, she let it happen. You, you're an athlete. She's probably been doing this for a long time. Figure, figure skaters started at a very early age. Very early. I mean, really, most Olympic athletes are starting at a very early age. With, figure skating is one very early, like gymnastics and stuff. You know, a lot of track athletes in the Summer Olympics, I don't think they're doing track and field at four, but you have four-year-olds learning to figure skate. So, so I get it. it. It's a big deal. But this is just more of Russia taking the headlines and cheating and overshadowing other athletes who have played by the rules, have worked their entire lives to get to the Olympics, and Russia just ruins it for them. So again, fuck Russia. All right, Jarrett Allen. For those of you not familiar with Jarrett Allen, he is a young basketball player in the NBA, plays for the Cavaliers. Uh, this weekend is All-Star Weekend. So they have an All-Star game I, well, today, I think. I don't know. I don't watch the All-Star games. I don't watch any of them. Uh, but th- th- it's All-Star Weekend happening in Cleveland. Uh, and this this guy, Jared Allen, actually caught a bunch of flack on social platforms uh, over the past couple days, I think. I want to say it happened Friday, and some pictures emerged of him at the at the All-Star festivities. Uh, and, and he was catching flack for, for not dressing well enough. And the dude didn't come in wearing a potato sack, okay? <laughs> in fact, I saw, I was like, what is this all about? And I looked and I was like, yeah, that, that's kind of how I would dress. Dude had a hoodie on, and not like a sports hoodie, you know, a, a moderately, I am not one to talk about fashion. <laughs> Let's get that straight right now. But a, a nice hoodie, jeans, and and nice sneakers. And I was like, oh, you got to do better at All-Star Weekend. It's like, what? Why are we criticizing? Not everyone has to dress high fashion. If he doesn't want to wear a bunch of flashy jewelry, there's no reason for him to have to do it. Get off the man and let him live his life. Uh, and I like it because Jared Allen cl- kind of clapped back and was like, uh, he's like, I, I don't feel the need to wear big jewelry or anything. He was comfortable and he looked fine. I'm watching him like, oh my God, this, I can see him walking down the street here in Highland Park where I live. Look, looked perfectly fine. Something I would have worn. So get off him. Good on you, Jared Allen, for, uh, for hitting back at him. And uh, like I said, not all athletes have to dress high fashion. All right, we had more Trump news over the past week. It feels like this is every couple of days. Uh, More lawsuits against Trump. And then, of course, we're hearing more and more about these classified documents that he took uh, from the White House down to Florida. And I feel like it's never, never ending. And I'm honestly exhausted uh, hearing about all this because nothing happens. Nothing ever happens. And for those of you out there that genuinely think Trump is going to jail, I hate to break it to you. Uh, rich white men, even fake rich white men, uh, don't tend to go to jail. So uh, so don't expect that anytime soon. And honestly, news news outlets, um, I, I'm tired of hearing about it. Just wake me up when something actually happens. 
not just, oh, accusations and nothing. And a couple days later, oh, this happened, nothing. Nothing tangible actually happens with any of this. It's absolutely astounding. And common sense says maybe there should be something happening. We'll see. I doubt it. I'm not crossing my fingers. I'm just expect. I'm expecting nothing to happen. Nothing from this January 6th. Nothing. This is just the world we live in. All right. We had a, a dad in Canada. Oh, God. I encourage you to look up this footage uh, floating around the social platforms. There was a dad in Canada uh, who was on a ski slope, and he was trying to get on the ski lift with a snowboard, and security stopped him because he wasn't wearing a mask. They asked him to wear a mask. He refused to wear a mask and just kind of tried to blow by him. Actually ended up pushing pushing two security guards out of the way. Uh, got into a little bit of a fight, not like a fist fighting situation, but a lot of pushing and shoving and everything else. I have, I think he did end up getting arrested. The worst part is he's doing this right in front of kids. Uh, it's another toddler tantrum from somebody just refusing to wear a mask. It's pretty simple. Wear your mask. Uh, it's also really funny to me. The dude's on a ski slope. <laughs> he's gloves, goggles. I think he was even wearing a snowboarding helmet, like layered everywhere. And, and he draws a line at a at a piece of fabric over his face. And if you've ever been to a ski slope, a lot of people just wear they're wear ski masks. They're not just for robberies. <laughs> they're called ski masks because they're for skiing, and they do cover a lot of your mouth. Like and you know, there's the ones with the hole for your mouth. But you get what I'm saying. Through a toddler tantrum. It's it's really and actually I do turn the volume up because the person recording it's like oh my like. We just, this is ridiculous, and we got a front row view. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. And in front of kids. The kids are more mature than the dad there. They're, they're just like, Dad, can we just go skiing, put the mask on? Nope, nope, he's got to throw a toddler tantrum. Uh, this isn't even political, but, and I don't even know what the hell she does anyway. Have you ever, have you heard of Candace Owens? <laughs> she is amazing. Like, amazingly horrible. Uh, I, I, Like I said, I don't even know what the hell she does. She is a very conservative person. Uh, I tend to see some of her posts when she does something ridiculous, which is, you know, the same... Really, on, on any social platforms, I see it because people are criticizing it or screenshotting it or whatever. Uh, so recently, she tweeted out uh, that, that the United States... Uh, not even exaggerating. The United States should invade Canada... And overthrow Justin Trudeau uh, for for what he's doing up there in Canada. Uh, it's absolutely amazing to me that people like this exist. And she specifically said, "We need. Why are we in Russia, where there's actually a and, and I can't answer why we're in Russia, but there is a actual war uh, that is most likely going to break out there. Uh, you know, why why are we worried about that and not about Canada? It's like you're literally encouraging the invasion of Canada." You want to start a war with Canada because you're upset about some mask mandates? Come on now. <laughs> I I feel like it's just a big... Remember the show Punked? We're all just being punked by a lot of these people. Candace Owens. Like, you can't possibly think it's a good idea to go invade Canada just because you're upset about certain policies that Canada has going on. It's not human rights violations here. It's mask mandates. It's It's getting a vaccine. Nobody's being persecuted here. Uh, we all, you know, certain people like to play the victim. That's where we are. Oh, Candace Owens. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
Oh, let's move on to some entertainment news. I'm getting tired today. It's all that cleaning yesterday. I finally got back on my like full workout regimen this week, which is not not a great workout regimen, but I'm a bit sore because I'd been off it for a couple weeks, just been so busy, and I'm like, okay, my arms are going to fall off. It's kind of ridiculous. Like I was trying to do something the other day, and I was like, nope, can't do that right now. And I, like I'm not hurt, but for, for anyone that likes to lift weights or go jogging or ride, riding a bike or... I mean, basketball, man, <laughs> playing pickup basketball even. Uh, I le- even as a teenager, I'd, I and I would run cross country, and then I'd go straight into basketball season, st- still killing me. It's just You're just contorting yourself different ways. And then when I did it as an adult playing in uh, the Disney League over there in Burbank, oh, God, every every season I'm just like, whew. All right, first, first game, give me two days to just <laughs> work this out. And then, you, you know, you get more used to it, but that's been me this week. Uh, but like I said, let's get into some entertainment news. Uh, we have some sad news uh, out of one of my favorite bands, the Dropkick Murphys. They have a tour coming up. They're doing their usual St. Patrick's Day uh, concert. This year, actually going to have people in attendance. They're playing with the Bomb Pops, which, uh, you know, if I wasn't so far away from Boston, I would probably enjoy seeing that show. Uh, but this past week, we got some sad news from them, specifically from, from Al, uh, who is one of the lead singers of Dropkick Murphys. Uh, he will not be joining Murphys on this upcoming tour. Uh, and unfortunately it is because his mother is very sick. He and his sister have been taking care of his mother, uh, who had a stroke recently, uh, and is dealing with a few medical problems. So he will be, uh, stepping down from the tour in order to, to take care of her. Now, fortunately he's not leaving the band. Uh, I'm a big fan of Al, uh, despite the fact, despite the fact that's not the right word. Uh, he's not technically an original member, but I am a big fan of Al. Uh, so, so our thoughts are with him and his, his mother. Um, and I know, Dropkick Murphys can be divisive for a lot of people. Uh, people either love them or they hate them. There's not a lot of in-between. Uh, and I kind of understand that if it's just not what you're into. But I, I love them. I've loved them for a very long time. And I'll tell you, for for a punk rock kid in the 90s uh, with an Irish father who would constantly listen to, to traditional Irish music, uh, you know, the Wolf Tones, the Chieftains, uh, among others, uh, it was fantastic to find a band like Dropkick Murphys that kind of integrated that Irish sound uh, into the the punk rock sound that I grew up with, um, and then being able to share that with my father, who my father has also become a Dropkick Murphys fan. Not all there's some song, you know he'll, he'll say he's like well I like the little more I'm like no no I get it you know um, but he has become a big Dropkick Murphys fan because of that. Uh, so for for that and many other reasons uh, I love the Dropkick Murphys. I can only hope that that Al's mom. Uh, gets better, and if it's at a situation where she, where she can't get better, uh, just hoping that that they're able to to take care of her um, through all of this and and find some peace with with everything that's going on. Um, can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> I mentioned it before. New unwritten law music is coming. Another divisive band, <laughs> like one of my top three personally. It's partly you know a little CPK, a little crazy Poway kid over here. Uh, they got new music coming out. We don't have a release date for their album. We've known that there was new music coming, and then COVID kind of hit, and everything was delayed. If you follow Wade on the socials, you know you know that he was involved in the the most recent album that's going to be coming out. So that's nice. They are playing a show down at Soma um, on April 29th. Wade's going to be playing drums with them. Of course, Scott. He that's the mainstay of Unwritten Law, uh, along with whoever else they they have playing with them at that given time. Uh, they're going to play. Tracks from all of their albums, which is re- going to be really cool. I'm debating going down there. Uh, I do love Soma. That was my very first show was Soma. Not this iteration of Soma, but the one before that. 
that the location they had in the 90s and uh, mid 90s and so i'm debating it but the cool thing is for those of you that are able to go they are going to play the new album in its entirety they're having a listening party for the new album uh, in its entirety right before uh, the uh, right before the the show itself so looking forward to that hoping to get some new unwritten law uh, sooner than later um, and personally i'm a big unwritten law fan i know they can also be very divisive i get it in fact someone had said like oh scott's kind of an ass and it's like well scott's he's always been like that my favorite is when people are like Oh man, it seems like he's he's always drunk when it's like Yeah, I mean I'm not condoning that, but if that's what he does then it sounds like that that's part of the shtick. <laughs> like Tim Armstrong looks like he rolled out of a dumpster when he gets up on stage to play, you know. And we can joke about it, but he does a fantastic job. As long as the job's getting done, I'm I'm good, you know. All right, Big D and the Kids Table was left alone. I actually just picked up my tickets this week. They just went on sale. There should still be tickets available. They're doing a tour. Uh, left Alone is is on the West Coast leg of it, and they have other bands on the East Coast leg. Uh, but for those of you in Southern California, I will be at the Observatory on April 9th uh, checking out Big D and the Kids Table uh, along with Left Alone. Another band I can't remember, but I am a huge Left Alone fan as well as uh, Big D, so going to be enjoying that one if you're... In Southern California, hit that one up, get your tickets, and I'll throw some stickers your way down there at the observatory uh, in Santa Ana. All right, last thing before we go. I mentioned this uh, last last episode probably. This Friday, Tiki Room, down there in Costa Mesa, uh, the amazingly talented band Chaser is going to be headlining a show uh, this Friday, uh, February 25th. Only $10 for tickets. I've already got my ticket. I'm going to be out there, and I know a lot of... Uh, other wall fans are going to be out there as well as uh, obviously some chaser fans. It's going to be kind of a nice, big, fun uh, reunion and party. Uh, so if you're if you're around, make sure you, you hit them up because uh, cannot recommend Chaser enough uh, when it comes to seeing them live. Great, great group of guys. Uh, they put on a great show and uh, incredibly looking forward to to this coming Friday and getting back out there. So I haven't had a show in a while. Damn Omicron. Wait, have I? I can't keep track. When was my last show? I feel like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, what? Uh, they all blend together. That's the thing. I think I'm just confused because we had all those postponements uh, due to Omicron in January because i sitting on tickets that got postponed. All right, that is going to do it uh, for this week. We should be back next week. Uh, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, going to have some scheduling changes through March just because March is shaping up to be crazy. I'm going to be out in Arizona for a weekend. It's all kinds of crazy stuff, so uh, make sure you're you're following us on the socials or Shauna Work Live uh, to get updated on that. Uh, but we should be back next weekend, uh, barring any, any craziness, schedule changes, and that kind of good stuff. Um, I think that's it. That's it. I feel like, feel like Ferris Bueller. What are you still doing here? Uh, no, we still do. We st- I still need to finish up the closing. Uh, this has been episode 70 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Also, YouTube, YouTube.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. 
uh, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. And of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that one. Uh, support us on Patreon. Become a patron if you have the means to do so, or, or pick up some merch through the merch website. Uh, probably some new t-shirts coming soon, too, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, just got to kind of get everything updated and out there and all that good stuff uh, soon as soon as a schedule allows. All right. Uh, like I said, that's it for episode 70. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always Always use common sense.